0: Hello, this is Michael Leach. I'm going to read my latest post from Heartland Gardening. It's titled, The Many Faces of April. When it comes to coping with a variety of weather, Midwesterners take second place to no one on the planet. Sometimes it seems we get almost everything in a few hours. Because April, in my part of the Heartland, is mercurial at best, it was with tepid hopes I put the recycled plastic Adirondack chairs on the patio the day before Easter. The forsythia blossoms hadn't even fully opened. While forsythia blooms don't guarantee three snows of folklore, more cold weather is certain. And Easter, no matter its placement on the calendar, rarely matches the pastel scene depicted in ads and greeting cards. While growing up, we never marched in the Easter parade, but were always in uniform if called upon to do so. Despite arctic cold, mother refused to allow my sister and I to wear winter coats. They'll hide your new Easter clothes, she scolded. How dare we prefer drab, dark coats to a fashion statement? Our numb little fingers gathered the colored eggs hidden around the backyard. Softball was usually as chilly a proposition as egg hunts. Even early May can bring frosts, freezes, and January like wind chills. Outfield duty meant possible frostbite. So, putting the chairs out practically guaranteed the always crazy April weather would make them mere garden decorations for a while, not a spot for comforting rest from chores or savoring the beauty of spring flowers on balmy days. The variety of meteorological offerings that followed, however, was awe-inspiring. Monday after Easter, several inches of snow transformed the garden into a Christmas card scene. Sure hope the white Christmas fans have had their fill of the four-letter S-word, I growled. Tuesday brought a quick warm-up, rounds of flooding rains, hail, violent winds, and a small tornado touching down at evening rush hour just three miles from home. Fortunately, there were no injuries, though this twister damaged buildings and toppled power lines. On Wednesday, snow flurries were blowing again. At least the snow didn't stick to pavements. The only atmospheric condition that failed to materialize was pleasant, as in shirt-sleeve weather. There's something especially depressing about the mixed metaphor of snow-crusted patio furniture. The surreal extends to the daffodils and other flowers who do imitations of the yoga pose downward dog. Perhaps I need counseling. Little wonder that St. Louis native and Nobel Prize winning poet T.S. Eliot penned, April is the cruelest month. Such a thought probably arose after enduring a Midwest winter that never wanted to end and an April that was anything but spring-like. He eventually moved to temperate England that even the mother country had cruel snowstorms and deadly chills this winter. Another part of our region came through the winters and uncertainties of April seeing a brighter side. Jesse Stewart, Kentucky poet laureate, lived in a lovely hollow near the small town of Greenup on the Ohio River. His poem, Hold April, speaks of the winsome side of this split personality month. He tells us to hold on to April because it's another year before she comes again to bring us wind as clean as polished glass and April blossoms in soft silver rain. When wild birds sing up flights of windy stair and bees love alder blossoms by the stream, month of eternal beauty and delight. Spring's delight will return as always hold that hope.